watchers in the fourth dimension. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Watchers in the Fourth Dimension. I'm Anthony. I'm Don. I'm Julie. And I'm Riley. And this episode, we are going back in time and are taking a look at the recently released animation for The Web of Fear, Episode 3. Anthony? Yes? Are you really going to keep up the charade? You've had your laugh. <laughs> you sent us the crappy fan-made animation. <laughs> We're all very impressed that you tricked us. We're, do, we, do we really have to go on with this now? Yes. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna watch everything, Don. Oh. But since this is a bonus episode, we're skipping the mail, we're skipping the short summary, and we won't be rating this. So, with that, I'm gonna jump straight into the background. Giving a quick recap on the history here Web of Fear was originally transmitted in February and March 1968 as part of the show's fifth season. The serial went through the usual overseas sales routine that the BBC at the time did, and it was sold to Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, Gibraltar, and Zambia. And the latter of those broadcast the story as late as 1973, so five years after it was originally aired. Meanwhile, Back in London, the original videotapes were categorised as being of no further interest in 1969 and were subsequently wiped, as was the custom of the BBC at the time. Despite this, a 16mm print of episode 1 was retained by the BBC Film and Videotape Library, and this was all that officially remained of the serial for the next 44 years. Now we fast forward to the 10th of October 2013, when the BBC announced that episodes 2, 4, Five and six of The Web of Fear had been returned by Philip Morris of Television International Enterprise Archives after he had located the 16mm films in Jos, Nigeria. Episode 3 remains missing. Mr. Morris claims that it had initially been in the storeroom in Jos when he first discovered the episodes, but was spirited away sometime between then and when he repatriated the tapes. He also still claims to know the episode's whereabouts, but obviously further attempts to return it have not yet borne fruit. The surviving five episodes were released to iTunes the day after the October 2013 announcement, and an initial DVD release came out in February 2014. For more general information on missing episodes, such as how they came to be missing and why, check out our sixth bonus episode, where we go into a lot of detail about the subject in a panel from 2020's virtual DragonCon event. Anyway, back on topic. Fast forward another six years to 2020, the year of horror for all of us. Big Finish Creative had just completed work on their animation of Fury from the Deep and started discussing what they could potentially do as their next project on the Doctor Who range. BBC Studios Doctor Who range executive producer Russell Minton and Big Finish Creative executive producer Gary Russell soon found themselves discussing a revamp of the 2014 DVD release of The Web of Fear, which had had no special features, and episode 3 was represented by a bare-bones telesnap reconstruction, which is what we discussed in our original episode on the story. Naturally, the decision was soon made to animate the missing episode. The teams at both BBC Studios and Big Finish Creative felt that jumping from a live episode into a traditional 2D animation would be rather jarring, as Gary Russell said, and so decided to look at other solutions. Big Finish Creative soon engaged the services of a company called Shapeshifter, who were doing experimental work with mixing motion capture with 2D skins. Gary Russell felt that this would be, in his words, an interesting next step from standard 2D without moving fully into 3D. 
Interesting just about sums it up. Incidentally, this is Shapeshifter's first commercially available foray into this new technology. The end product, the Web of Fear Special Edition, was released on both Blu-ray and DVD in August of 2021. With all of that in mind, let's discuss this. We will start with the elephant in the room. What did everyone think of the animation style? Wow, that good, eh? <laughs> I don't know how you want us to react to that other than I was very displeased. It looks cheap and unfinished. Yes. The motion is weird. The faces don't emote properly and the eyes look terrible. And no one blinks. No one ever blinks. It looks bad. Yes, I was kind of taking the piss at the beginning, but it doesn't look like a professional product. It looks cheap and rushed. I'm no animation expert. Maybe I went into it with very low expectations because I was thinking about Fury from the Deep the entire time going into it. I was like, okay, prepare yourself for Fury from the Deep type level. You know, people with weird body proportions and <laughs> everyone is flat. Everyone doesn't really move. They just sit there or stand there and then they awkwardly move. And then we have the whole climactic fight in Fury from the Deep where it looks like, it, I can't remember if it was either Jamie or the Doctor just seems to stroll off the screen for no apparent reason. <laughs> things like that. So when I saw this, I immediately took appreciation of some of the things I thought they did well. All your criticisms that you've given are fair, but I like the fact that it retained that kind of grainy kind of look to everything to keep it like that classic black and white instead of that this clean sheen that you would see in other animations. I appreciate that they attempted 3D. I think that's nice. I appreciate they tried to incorporate motion. But like you said, the problem with that is that everyone looks like they're teetering like a wibble wobble, you know? Mm -hmm. And if not just that, then the other times is like it would feel so uh, janky. It was like the Dire Straits music video <laughs> Money for Nothing at times, which is an old <laughs> reference for everyone out there like 40 years ago or 35 years ago. But I don't know, like you guys have fair criticisms, but my expectations were low. I was somewhat pleased. I didn't think it was as horrible as everyone says it is. The thing that mystifies me about it is all of the talk about using motion capture. Who the hell did they put in those motion capture suits? Because no one moves like that. A drunk hobo. Yeah, that surprises me, especially like where motion capture is at this point in time. If it were a new technology, okay, sure. But motion capture in and of itself has been around forever. Well, I say forever. Lord of the Rings perfected it, but I didn't like that. I also found it interesting, especially watching the black and white version that we all did. Most everyone looked like it had the same style, but apparently Travers stood out to me as not looking like the rest of the people animated. I don't know if that was just me or I was like, it seems like he was animated by somebody else. <laughs> I liked what they did with some of the, the backgrounds look good. Mm -hmm. They had some camera movement, which was nice, mm -hmm. but it was always the character models. The faces just didn't look good at all. And sometimes just the shape of the heads were really odd. Yeah. Anthony, do they have exact set directions on this or were they using, do they have a lot of stills they could base off? Because I thought that the blocking and how things were set up with the characters compared to where they are on this set, I thought it looked good. I thought how the camera was set up looked good. 
So if you think about it, they definitely had a good number of telesnaps, okay. which of course were used to make the reconstruction we originally watched. Mm -hmm. So they had all of that. Obviously, they have prior episodes to use as a reference, right. so they mm -hmm. can get a feel of, of our boy Dougie Camfield's direction style. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still have the shooting scripts. I believe they have the original scripts, but you know everything that would have had Camfield's notes, I don't know. I doubt it by this stage, okay. but... Stranger things exist in the archives, so it's possible. Yeah, I think it really just boils down to how the people were actually animated, because I think to everyone's point, the camera angles, okay, that was cool. The backgrounds were good and all this other stuff, but it was just the characters themselves just weren't great. I guess that kind of leads on to the next question of, do you all feel that this adequately fills the gap or is it not really up to scratch? I mean, it's better than nothing. Like I said, it feels like it was done very quickly and at a very low budget. And I don't necessarily know why that is. Maybe they thought they had a chance at getting the actual third episode back and then it fell through at the last minute. And I, I don't want to, you know, crap on anyone's work because I know that anyone involved did put time and effort into it. But it just seems really rushed and ugly, especially in comparison to the things we've had before, like the Macro Terror. Where despite mm -hmm. my issues with them cutting scenes, what they actually <laughs> animated, it looked really, really good. And this, it almost immediately throws you out of it. What's interesting with this is they announced the animation, not the release, but the animation in November 2020. So this is 10 months in the making, plus however long it was already in pre-work before the official announcement. So let's assume that they had two months before the announcement to start pre-work and then two months before release to actually get it pressed. So let's assume that 10 months is the length of time it took to make it. I mean, that doesn't seem like a rush job to me. That seems like something they actually have time. Now, I know that they say that this motion capture with the 2D skins is somewhat experimental, but Don, I think I'm with you. It feels a little rushed. The actual technique with some tweaking, I think, could generate a lot better results. But even with normal motion capture, they often have to go back in and hand massage some of the way things move to make it look real. And in this case, it looks like they skipped that step. Like I said, the models aren't great and the eyes just, they aren't there. I've gotten used to the reconstructions after doing this for how, you know, almost three years that we had done it. And it took me so much out of it that I kind of agree. I don't know that I would really want to throw this animation in, especially because it's a pretty decent story. Definitely better than the first Abominable Snowman one that we had. But I don't know, it just would be jarring to me. That kind of leads me into the next question, Julie. Hypothetical scenario. You decide... You know what? I really feel like rewatching The Web of Fear today. Is this your default way of rewatching this, or are you going to resort back to the recon? Again, not to say that if you do decide to resort back, that it's any criticism on the actual animation, other than it's your personal choice. Yeah, I personally would go back to the reconstruction. There's also a few other things. I think one of the items I forgot to mention is, and I don't know if anyone else noticed it, or if maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. But I really didn't like how they did Victoria. No, God, no. She looked very meek. Her shoulders were hunched mm. the entire time. Mm -hmm. And she looked terrified. And at this stage of the game, Victoria wasn't the scared girl at this point. This was kind of right after like peak Victoria. She hadn't 
gone down to, you know, what she ends up in Fury. So I really did not like what they did with Victoria. And that was actually probably the biggest reason why I really wouldn't want to throw this in there again. I don't know if I blew that out of proportion, but that's how I felt. Yeah, I think Don already mentioned the character models, and I think Victoria was perhaps the worst culprit. Hmm. I also really didn't like what they did with the Yeti. The fact they went for like a full 3D thing on the Yeti, whereas most of the characters were like somewhere between 2D and 3D, that felt very jarring to me. Yeah, I don't think they did our Chonky Boys any justice. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> I think I would be going back to the reconstruction as well. Especially since they did put a new reconstruction. They did. On the disc. So I would probably, if I went back and watched it, I would watch it with that just to check it out. Yeah. Riley, any thoughts from you? I Stick I, figures. I, not, I... Riley, stick <laughs> yeah. figures all the way. Yeah. YouTube animation. Go to stick figures. That's my go-to. I'm not trying to be contrarian. I appreciated this effort, and I also appreciate the reconstructions. If I was to rewatch Web of Fury, and let's be clear, I wasn't a huge fan of the serial to begin with. I think I had it down as like a middle-of-the-road kind of five and a five-and-a-half rating. If I was to watch it again, I think I'd watch it with this animation for this episode. Just because it wouldn't bother me to watch that. Maybe that's it. It's just whichever one was closer to click on the remote on the DVD <laughs> menu. That's what I would pick. So whatever is the minimal effort that you yes. have to make. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think on the wow. DVD, if you just hit play all, the animation is the default. Well, there you go. That's what I would end up watching then. Such a ringing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it is not the worst reconstruction I've seen, mm -mm. but... When you view it in light of the fact that it was a professionally animated production, that's where I get a little stunned. Let's talk about that. So if we put it in context with the other official animations, I think we've all previously agreed the two episodes of The Invasion are probably the gold standard. I think we were relatively mixed when we talked about something like the Reign of Terror, and I know that there were some serious issues amongst the group with the animation for Fury from the Deep. How does this compare to the others? Is this the worst animation we've had so far, or is it not quite there? Definitely not the worst. Definitely not the worst. I don't think it's the worst. I still think Fury is worse because they made more mistakes in other areas. Because, again, we mentioned Web of Fury. It has great backgrounds. It has the camera angles. It has all of these other items. Fury did weird things and did weird cut shots and the long arms we can talk about all day. <laughs> I can't speak for Reign of Terror because I actually liked the animation style of Reign of Terror. I think I was one of the few who did, but I wouldn't put it at the bottom. I would probably put it near the bottom, especially because it's the most recent and they only had one episode to do. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. I think what's what's curious about that is they seem to have very deliberately gone for this style just because it was one. And I think if this had been before this was returned and they had five episodes to animate, they would have animated all six because that's what they do these days. And they would have done it in a more traditional style. Yeah, I think that's probably true. It's just it being the most recent. And at this point, considering some of the work that they've done, especially on, like I said, my favorite of the recons, the Macro Terror, I expect for each one they do, the standard should be raised a little bit. Mm -hmm. And to really look at this one, you kind of have to lower your standards. It functions. Like I said, it's not the worst reconstruction or animation I've seen. It's just that I've seen stuff that's, you know, pretty close done by people in their spare time. 
Maybe this is the BBC. They have some money. Come on. <laughs> so I think what's going to be interesting is the next one that's coming with Evil of the Daleks is being done by the same team that did Macro Terror and Faceless Ones. Whereas mm. this was Big Finish Creative, who did Fury from the Deep, and who were going to be doing Galaxy 4. Oof. And what was interesting when they released the Galaxy 4 teaser was they didn't show anything other than a Chumbly in the TARDIS. So who knows what that's going to look like, where the characters will have absurdly long arms or not. <laughs> we'll see. Have they announced if they're going to try the style again? They are going back to a more traditional animation style than this. Okay. And apparently the color version they're doing is going to be extremely bright and bold to try and capture that kind of early Technicolor sci-fi feel. So that could be interesting. Hmm. But I will be watching it in black and white. Same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll of course do this again when that comes out, even if it does mean subjecting everyone to Galaxy 4 again. It wasn't that bad. I think Galaxy 4, I think we gave it a little bit of a bad rep. I think it has bones to be a good story, so I'm hoping the animation helps. On average, it was the uh, fourth worst story we've watched so far, according to our ratings. Wow. It'll be interesting to reevaluate that with animation, because that one's going to be a full reimagining. We probably will actually re-rate that. Mm -hmm. The only other question I have for this particular one, and this group's already asked a couple of times about the next one, is it going to be in this style? If they were to put one of the stories that they have already said would be more difficult for them to animate, such as Marco Polo or the Highlanders, in this style, would you want to see that? Like, if it was the only way to do those stories? Or would you rather say, you know what, don't bother, we'll stick with the recons? Don't bother. Wow. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> so, so the thing is, you took the two stories, the Highlanders and Marco Polo, that I have been wanting to be found, nevertheless, actually animated. Those are ones where I wanted to see how they did the sandstorm in Marco Polo and obviously all the tartan um, in the Highlanders. So <laughs> if you're choosing those two and that's your specific question, then yeah, I'm good with the reconstructions. For the record, the three they've said would be too difficult to do the traditional animation at this point in time are Marco Polo, The Crusade, and The Highlanders. Yeah, because those stories, even with The Crusades as well, those stories held up without needing the animation. Like We rated those pretty highly considering that there was nothing available, so I'm good with still having the reconstruction because I, I'm just not a fan of this art style. As long as they provide the opportunity over years, because hopefully Doctor Who fandom will never die, <laughs> they will say, hey, technology is caught up with it, or we've new breakthroughs in this and that. This one we already animated. We're going to do it again, and we're going to make it look even better this time. So like I said, I'm just a silly fan. Give me more content, more content, <laughs> more content. If they work on tweaking it and getting proper results and not great value, Jamie, then I think that, you know, they could have something here. But right now, it's just not up to that level where it should be. Yeah, I think I'll agree with that. So in summary, I guess worth watching. Would we want to see more of it? Maybe, maybe not, depending on which stories and how quickly. And it's clearly not the best. So yeah, a little disappointing, I think. I blame Chibnall. <laughs> yes, yes, always do that. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a way of not ending on a down note. I just don't have anything, guys. Well, I say, how about you talk about what we'll probably put out next? 
And that will be on an up note because there will always be another episode of Watchers coming out. Good point. Next time round, our next regular episode, we will be talking about the Claws of Axos. So jumping back into season eight, we have some other plans for bonus episodes coming through, including a horror themed bonus episode to fit in with spooky season since this will be released around that time. We've got some exciting things coming up. We're really excited to share them with you. Stay tuned for those. But in the meantime, we have been the Watchers in the Fourth Dimension. You have been listening to us absolutely <laughs> destroy the poor animation of episode three of The Web of Fear. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening and have a good one. been listening to Watchers in the Fourth Dimension with Don Smith, Riley Shrek, Julie Philippek, and myself, Anthony Williams. This bonus episode, Our Chonky Boys, was recorded on Wednesday the 22nd of September 2021. If this is your first time listening in, all of our previous episodes are available through your favourite podcasting app. You can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at @watchers4d, and you can also email us at watchers4d at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please do subscribe and leave us a review or rating on your favorite podcasting app. All of those things really do help the show. And always remember, it might not be best to trial your experimental technology on a group as notoriously vocal as we Doctor Who fans.